from the ESPN 690 and Ajara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Again, here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, or at least I am. Selfish reasons for this one. Just back on the pickup truck. We got a softball game tonight down here at Water Springs. I might just buy an apartment down here. Here Friday night for baseball, today for softball. And I might have to dodge some raindrops. So if you see me scurrying, I'm heading to the truck to do the show. Might be a lightning delight in today's show. <laughs> Look out for that. Then it's all up to you, Austin Lane, as always. Not scared about it, man. Just remember, I got to leave a little earlier today, so <laughs> yeah, just don't have a lightning delay between gonna, five thirty and six. <laughs> I guess Kuz meant to step up a little bit and uh, take over for everybody. Listen, I'll talk basketball. I will ramble about some basketball <laughs> stuff for like hey, seven minutes if you need me to. There's a lot of basketball stuff going on right now, Kuz. So you picked a good day to ramble if you have to. You have a lot of nerve leaving the show early, Austin. I mean, I mean, yeah. Not, who would have thought of that, I mean, huh? It's unbelievable. Un- unheard of, really, in, in these parts. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's unheard of for me to be in the show. Yeah. <laughs> in studio, at least. Sure. So, uh, anyway, we'll, uh, the baseball and softball keeps rolling on here in the, in our family. So, uh, we'll, we'll keep it rolling until it does. And, and, um, we got plenty to talk about until then here, uh, from three to six here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, including maybe a little hoops uh, on the way, like uh, Kuz mentioned. Uh, LeBron against the Knicks as he comes back. Should he be and should he rest it a little bit more? Uh, Triple-double machine, Russell Westbrook. Uh, what does that mean in the, the history of the game? Uh, when you pass Oscar Robertson, it sure means a little bit of something. Uh, but does it carry as much weight as it once did? Uh, or is it like the home run of today versus maybe yesterday, uh, where it feels a little bit different marks like that, uh, even though it's still a, a pretty sensational accomplishment for uh, Russell Westbrook. The Jacksonville Jaguars, man, I tell you what, the Jaguars want a little marketing. They got a little marketing this offseason, didn't they? Oh, I yeah. mean, ever since the middle of December, they have, I, I'm not telling you the, the most talked about team. Obviously, Tampa wins that story, and New England's been very talked about. It's the NFL machine, so you're going to be talked about anyway. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, from the number one pick to then the hiring of Urban Meyer to all the talk about Trevor Lawrence and, of course, the pro day in February where that was heightened and the draft and the draft week and the actual you know, culmination of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Then yesterday, the Tim Tebow talk, which dropped in like the most opportune time. Uh, because there was really nothing going on on Monday mm-hmm. in the sports world. And now today, a sneak peek, a day ahead of the schedule coming out, where everybody's going to be talked about. And let's be honest, the Jaguars' schedule, uh, from a national standpoint, won't be talked about as much as 25 other teams probably. Uh, they get talked about a little bit because now there's talk from the Athletic that the, the London game is going to happen. I don't think this is a surprise. This should not surprise anybody that the London day game is happening. It's a 17-game season. London is still going to happen for the NFL. International Series is still going to happen uh, for the NFL. And I think the big thing here is that it is actually happening this year. That's the one curiosity is, did the NFL feel comfortable going to London in the midst of COVID-19 and where that could be. And obviously, for now, they feel comfortable doing so. Or they might have quite simply, Austin, just learned that, you know what? 
Last year we had to make some audibles, and the audible wasn't that difficult. So if we have to make an audible this time around and we can't go, well, we'll keep the game right here at home. But I am not that surprised by the Jacksonville Jaguars playing a game in London. Are you? Uh, I'm just surprised this year, obviously, because um, I figured, you know, with COVID and everything, like I didn't think everything was back 100% yet where they would announce it right now. But obviously they have to get this underway because the schedule is coming out. Um, didn't Shad Khan uh, like a few, probably like a week ago or two weeks ago, say like he wasn't really sure yet. And I'm not sure if he was showing the truth or not, but like he didn't even know what they're going to do. Um, I figured they're going to lean on the side of caution a little more and, you know, cap the London games this year and then probably pick it back up next year. But obviously it's going to be a year earlier with, with the vaccine and everything. Sports are coming back to a sense of normalcy, so it is what it is. Yeah, I don't think it's anything to get like super crazy upset about. Last year there was a time when the London stuff was announced really way back in January of 2020 where rightfully so Jags fans were bowed up. You know, there were two home games that were going to be played. Well, what happened was uh, maybe maybe Shad got a little lucky. Maybe the Jags got a little lucky. Maybe the fan base got a little lucky. I don't know who you want to put the luck on. But the bottom line is they didn't play those games because of the pandemic. I mean, that might have been one of the fortuitous bounces of the pandemic that they didn't go to London for two home games, and that narrative didn't really exist. But the fact we're going to 17 games more teams are playing international series games. This isn't just a Jaguars thing. And we've said it before, Austin. They've laid the footprint over there to have some sort of fan base and relationship with London. Whether you agree with it or not, this should not come as a surprise to you that they're going to continue that footprint. I think one of the most interesting things in this is that the Jags always wanted to play at Wembley. They're going to play at Tottenham. Tottenham. Tottenham <laughs> and that it's stadium instead and I think that carries a little bit of intrigue probably more so across the pond but remember Shad Khan almost or tried to buy Wembley Stadium at one point mm-hmm. and he did want the games to be at Wembley Stadium because of uh, I think various reasons but mostly because of his ownership of Fulham and didn't want Tottenham confused with uh, the Jaguars or his ownership of any other kind, if I, if I got that story right. So that's probably, I don't know if it's surprising. I think a lot of people thought it was going that way. The NFL does not have an agreement with Wembley right now, and that's why they're going to play in that stadium. But to me, that's probably the curveball. There's two things here. That's where they're playing instead of Wembley, which will be different for the Jaguars, by the way. And we've been over there quite a bit, and they kind of know the, the deal at Wembley. So that will add a little bit of a difference for Urban Meyer and the complete Jags organization. But, uh, again, the bigger story is the NFL basically says, hey, we feel comfortable giving it a go, at least putting it on the schedule that Atlanta and the Jaguars are going to play over there. They're not as comfortable playing in Mexico City and uh, maybe other plans that they might have had, but especially Mexico City. So it looks like that part of the international series won't take place. Uh, That's the story out today. So was Atlanta selected just at random, or did they apply? So Atlanta... Uh, Atlanta is due to go there on the schedule. Like, there was a rotation by other teams to play an international series game. And there's like a formula they put together, and I'll get it, but I don't have it right in front of me, and I don't want to misrepresent it. But it was basically Atlanta's turn to play an international series and utilize a home game in in London mm. uh, or somewhere. Okay. And so that's why. And do you remember, I think it was like even a month and a half ago, uh, maybe I don't know the exact time frame, but Atlanta actually tweeted out, "We'll see you in London," and like they said, like they're playing a home game in London is basically because if you did the formula, 
then you knew it was their turn to go over there. Gotcha. Like they had to play a game in, in the cycle that the NFL wants other teams to go play a game over there. So, uh, oh, I know what part of the formula is now that uh, we're talking about. It. It's partly about hosting a Super Bowl. So if like, like Atlanta recently hosted a Super Bowl, right? Okay. I want to say, I think they did. Yeah. So I, I think mean, if you're in the was, Super Bowl okay. rotation, well then, yeah, we did. We went up there, right? It was yeah. a couple years ago. So if you're in the Super Bowl rotation, you eventually, in some cycle, like a four-year cycle around hosting the Super Bowl, have to give up a home game to play an international series game. That's part of the formula to get a team over there. That's why Atlanta knew they were basically eligible to go. And a lot of folks, you know, that's the 17th game, Atlanta playing the Jags. And some people thought that would be the London game. Well, then once Atlanta said, no, we got a home game over there too, everybody's like, well, okay, well, they're not going to play Atlanta because Atlanta's got a home game. The Jags are going to have a home game most likely. So uh, now the word is, at least out of this athletic article, there's a lot of talk that the Miami Dolphins will be the game uh, over there in London against the Jaguars whenever that happens. Gotcha. So that's a little bit of the background there. That's why Atlanta is. Uh, and, again, I, I think the biggest thing here is what the NFL learned is they said, you know what, Let's we can call an audible on this pretty quick. I mean, we called a lot of audibles last year. And so if you have at least the logistics and the plan in place to go to London and play a game, and we have Atlanta and Jacksonville going there, if we look at it in August or July and say, you know what, this isn't that feasible, we're not comfortable with where the – the vaccines are, the test results are, and we don't feel comfortable putting our players at risk, well, then they just turn that off and uh, and, and don't go. I, I think it's – I made it sound super simple. I'm sure it's more complex than that. But I think that's what's going on here, and that's why uh, now the league must feel comfortable enough to go play a couple of games in London and expand that footprint. And, Austin, that's not start stopping. And I know Jacksonville, and I know the fan base, and I understand the fan base doesn't love all this London stuff. And they especially don't love the narratives that the national guys some have, although that seemingly has died down a bit as well, uh, for the most part. But the bottom line is people around the NFL, franchise around the NFL, are a bit envious of what Shad Khan and the Jaguars have done over in London. They Now, not fans, but I think owners. And the, the money and the footprint that can be made over there, Jacksonville got a head start, and I think more people want in that game. Uh, from an international series standpoint, and I've said this countless times, and I think Shad Khan's even said this over the years, is that the NFL is a bit saturated in the United States. That's why you see games going to Mexico, to London, to Canada. And by the way, there's a lot of talk, and I think this is even more complicated, but there's talk of Germany and China and where else could the NFL go. But they are expanding their horizons, whether people like it or not. No, I mean, that's just the way business is. You know, it's all about making that money. And um, owners, obviously, they want to win. They want to hoist that Lombardi trophy, but they also want to make money in the process and get a return on their investment. So, um, no, I mean, I think Jaguars fans understand what's at stake with the Jaguars wearing to London, you know, one time per year. And I think, you know, a majority of them are are okay with that. They're cool with that. I, I think where you ran into problems a little bit was when we talked about the two home games, you know, uh, across the pond. Because then we start talking, well, is that really a competitive advantage or a competitive disadvantage? Yeah. Right? And then, and then it, it starts saying, well, we only get to see six games in person um, here in Jacksonville. So... I can see fans having a problem with that. I think seven games, um, I think that, I mean, people should have saw this coming. Now, once again, they probably should have saw it coming next year. I don't think a lot of anticipated that they'd be traveling to London this year, but it is what it is. Um, it's not breaking news by any means. It's not shocking news by any means. And once again, it goes to show you that, um, you know, in terms of generating income, uh, that's pretty much king in the NFL. Yeah, do you think um – 
are, are we going to get? I just had. Let me let me just tell you why I asked this question. Uh, Real MBB who um, uh, jumps in on the show says, "Just looking at this tweet makes me sick." And it's basically the title of our show where it says, "Jags will play in London." That's not a surprise. And now I think that's what he's talking about. He's probably <laughs> talking see, about the Ken what Tim if Tebow, Tebow can play. play tight end. Yeah, I don't know which one he is talking about now that I I say that. So he could be talking about that. Yeah, but. I, I guess where is the psyche of the fan base on London? You just kind of said it. I, I think it's like get that two-game talk out of here, right? But now that it's a 17-game season, and that's the way it's going to be in the NFL for maybe ever now, uh, or at least for the foreseeable future, do you think, sincerely, even with Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and maybe the Jags being good, do you think the fan base is overall that bent out of shape about one game in London still? No, no. I, th- I think it comes down to two games. I, okay. I, I think right now uh, the, the one game. I mean, they accept it. They they know, um, you know, they know what's up. I just think we saw the outcry and we saw the outrage when it was two games, and I think that was justified. I think that the one game in London, um, you know, whether it helps the bottom line, whether it helps grow the Jaguars brand, um, so be it. I don't think the fan base here has an issue with that. I think when we start talking two games, that's where they draw the line. Yeah, I, and I agree with uh, – well, I agree with that with the masses. That doesn't necessarily mean there aren't going to be people vocal about, hey, I, I, no, I don't want any games over there. Like, I get it, uh, and I think there will be some people like that. But I was talking more about the masses here. How do you think the response will be? I think we've almost become accustomed to it, or almost a decade of it, the one game. The two games was a surprise. I've said this here on this show many a times. I think the Jags miscalculated the reaction there. I really do. Uh, I understand it from a business standpoint, what they were maybe going after. I I asked myself that for years, why they're not looking at two if 15% of local revenue came from the one. But from So that's strictly business. But I did, was not surprised by the reaction of, of the fans, and rightfully so. I would be mad as a fan as well um, if for the Jags, it, more so because look what's happening again. And we've had these conversations. They're, they are really projecting right now from the folks that I can talk to, that they are going to sell out that lower bowl no problem. Like they are aiming toward that direction. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder, and so the emails that I get say, hey, the tickets are going, there's a good demand. We already know some of the stories. Like there's new ticket uh, holders out there. We've seen, uh, I think it was like 50% of, of some of the ticket buys have been from people they didn't even have in their database. The bottom line is Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and, and the excitement of this offseason has created some demand. And why? Because there's excitement. There's hope. There's, there's thought that they might win. Um, and, and like a, a future where you could see winning. And if they do sell the lower bowl, Austin, that's like over 45,000 tickets is, is from what I've been told. More toward like 47,000. We're talking about a place that seats a little over 60,000. I mean, that's pretty good if you get that lower bowl. So, I mean, you're talking about a lot of sellouts. If you, if you factor in walk-up fans, uh, maybe a little momentum during the season, and even visiting fans. Uh, we are in the state of Florida. You're going to get visiting fans. So you're talking about a lot of sellouts at home this year, or at least close to. That stadium's going to be alive uh, and well uh, this fall. So it's, it's, again, if you deliver the product, the people here are ready to go see it. And they want it, and they thirst it. Uh, if you lose for 10 straight years, it's very hard sell. <laughs> that's just the way well, it no, goes. Yeah, and <laughs> that's where the whole argument of the viability came up and into place. Because um, if you give them a good product on the field, 
then you know give them the fair sample and say, okay, if we have winning teams year in and year out, what is the attendance going to be like? What are the sales going to be like? We don't really know because we haven't had consistent winning here in Jacksonville for a long time. So that's where the whole phrase, the you know, the, the viability comes yeah, into yeah. play. I'm very curious to see what happens if they do start having sustained success, you know, year in and year out, and those games are, you know, close to being sold out every single Sunday. I wonder then if you're going to hear a little bit of an outcry saying, well, listen, we're showing up, we're supporting, we're spending money, um, you know, this team is doing fine financially. I wonder then if you hear why are we still going to London then? Right. Well, I, I, yeah. I think, I think that that is going to warrant something as well. But, like, the reason why we haven't heard the outrage of going to London right now is because, well, let's be honest. I mean, I think fans understand it because no, it's not selling out every single Sunday. Why? Because the product on the field has been bad. I think once the product is good and everybody starts, you know, the game starts selling out, then fans may have a, you know, a qualm and they may be justified to say, well, why are we still going to London if the viability shows that we're showing up, we're cheering for Trevor Lawrence, we're cheering for Urban Meyer, we're cheering for these Jaguars, why are we still going over there? Yeah, and I think what will exacerbate that a little bit, Austin, this is getting down the road, and let's be honest, man, I hope we get to that point. I hope we get to the point where we can have that conversation of why aren't all nine home games, and by the way, that would be every other year, being played right here in Jacksonville, or uh, why are you taking one to London? That would be great to have the conversation in, in not this kind of context, but the reason why it would be exacerbated potentially is when there's stadium plans, and there's taxpayer dollars, and if a lot J type of thing were to approve with taxpayer dollars, well, then there's a little more ammunition behind the, the people of Jacksonville, the fans of Jacksonville to say, why are you taking one of those games over there? We want to see it over here. Now, I don't know where those conversations will go. I think there will be decent arguments on both sides. Uh, and, and again, this is not just a Jacksonville thing. I, I think that's it felt like a Jacksonville thing for the longest time, mostly because it was new mostly because the Jaguars were committed, and also mostly because the narrative of the national media was they're moving to London. Mm -hmm. Well, they were supposed to already have moved to London, according to those folks in the national media. There is no franchise in London, and there's really no franchise on the horizon for London. So they had it wrong, even though they tried to spill that narrative throughout. So that, but, but based on that, those three things that I just said, do keep in mind it's a competitive business to have games on an international level. All these teams want to promote their brand globally, much like the NBA works, much like Major League Baseball works, and other sports, NHL, golf. They yeah. all work that way. The NFL does not have that, and especially because of the saturation in the States. Yes, supply and demand is huge, but the demand has been so big in the United States, you got to wonder where else you can go. I think the commissioner, I think the NFL, the Shield, I think owners – are looking at broadening that like the other sports. No, I agree, but you have to be careful with broadening it too much because the True. difference between the NFL, NBA, MLB, you name the sport, is you only have 17 games to go off of. And if you take one of those games to London, I mean, that's, you know, essentially eight or probably, you know, probably eight chances to see your team at home, right? I mean, you don't get a lot of chances to see your team at home in the NFL. It's not like NBA. It's not like Major League Baseball. So, like, you got to keep that in mind as well where I get there's oversaturation right now in the United States. So be it. And I get that if you take the, the game abroad, that's going to obviously increase the, the value. It's going to increase the intrigue of, of the sport of football. Fantastic. But let's be honest. You're never going to have an NFL team in London. 
you're never going to have an NFL team in Europe. It's just it doesn't make sense um, from a competitive advantage. It doesn't make sense from traveling. It just it, it would never happen. So I think you got to be careful and be careful being a little bit too greedy and saying, hey, let's get as many London games as possible because it's good for the league. Yeah, it might be good for the league, but you got to be true to your fan base here in the United States as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I, you, listen, all business have to worry about that. Are you going too far, reaching too far, being too greedy? For the dollars. The NFL will have to have those conversations, but right now it doesn't seem like they're afraid of it. They want to see where this stuff goes. I, I do have this question. I guess we'll do it on the other side, but I'm a little surprised to start the Urban Meyer era that he seemingly is okay with the London idea. I wonder what those conversations were like behind closed doors. Or is that just something that Urban Meyer had to kind of suck up and say, you know what, hey, this is part of it. I feel like right? you got no choice, man. Yeah. Let's talk a little contract bit more about it. Contract Yeah, let's talk more about Well, there are no contracts right now. That's the point. The contract had run out. Let's talk more about it on the other side. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. I had braces. I still have my permanent retainer in. It's been knocked out twice. Brent Martineau. So, so twice. it's not once, stuck in there. Once, uh, <laughs> one, no, it's not stuck so in there. Not. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I don't think Tim Tebow is going to be the next Travis Kelsey. I really don't. If that's the case, then maybe I should turn in my ESPN credential right now. I just don't see that happening. <laughs> but I can see the gadget stuff. I can see defensive coordinators saying, okay, well, Jacksonville is running this stuff. So We've got to stop Tim Tebow here and here. I think it's just going to be another wrinkle of this Jaguars offense. That is Austin Lane. There my guess is you were on with your friends up there in Chicago, ESPN 1000, is it? No, nah, man, that, that was the national one. I was doing um, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, but, ah, it, but it, was with, uh, it was with Matt Jones and Aaron Goldhammer, I think their names okay. were. Okay. So, okay. yeah, because uh, the other guys were on vacation, I think. Good deal. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting seeing the whole national narrative because they had no problem ragging on me in Jacksonville, like, what are you guys doing over there? And we had fun. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and there is a little bit. I'll get to Tebow in a moment, but... Uh, there is. It, it was just amazing. I, I, you know, I'm in the business, so I, I like the news cycle. To me, is very interesting. And this is a story. We said this yesterday, right? We said it to boss man Nick. We we're like, Nick, this was a story. We've been talking about this for a week. Like, we know it's happening. We knew it was happening. Like in our world, it's kind of like, okay, it's happening. Like, it's still. There is nothing that changed from yesterday when Ian Rappaport reported it since last Saturday or Sunday when Urban Meyer had just talked about it. And we knew it was going to happen. And we talked about early last week that it was going to happen. There was nothing that changed. You know what changed? Ian Rappaport reported it because it was a light Monday. <laughs> and yeah. he reported well, it and said, hey, it's going to happen maybe soon. Like, in, in about a week, it's going to be a one-year deal. Like, that was the new information, a one-year deal. Hello. Like, that's what happened. Well, like, of course, on. it's going to be a one-year deal. Hold on. But, no, let's go back real quick. I mean, I was under the, the assumption that Tim Tebow worked out. I, I didn't know there was going to be a contract signing coming up. Like, to me, there was the whole Tony Khan thing saying, yeah, Tim Tebow's worked out with us or whatever, and um, he's on our radar. And, you know, there's Urban Meyer saying, okay, yeah, Tim Tebow's worked out with us and all that stuff. Like, to me, I was under the premonition that he worked out with the team. I didn't ever hear, like, all right, he signed the contract. He's going to be a Jaguar. Well, Maybe, no, maybe but, I just well, misheard again, it. Well, that's the point, Austin, too. And, like, I corrected you a couple times. He hasn't signed a contract. Like, he hasn't. He's not officially a Jaguar. Like, Do you think he's going to sign a contract? Yes, but I thought that last Monday and Tuesday when we were talking, we talk, We heard from Trent Balky. He was asked about it, I think, on Friday night. It might have been Thursday night opening. I think it was Thursday night because the rumors came out on draft day, right, that it True. finally had, had been out there that he had worked out. 
Correct. Well, Trent Polky said, yeah, he worked out, but we're gonna, we'll talk about all that stuff later. Did not diffuse it one bit. Urban Meyer talks on Saturday. Does not diffuse it one bit. Says, hey, if I think Tim can help us win, uh, he's gonna, he even gave details about him, him working out and him not staying for the entire workout. But wasn't so, it still on Tim to actually want to do this as well? Wasn't there speculation that, hey, he worked out, but he still has to want to do this? Isn't that what Urban Meyer said? Like, uh, did, didn't Tim Tebow's side still have to, like, hey, like, do you still want to do this? Like, he had to, to make that decision. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe that's new. Maybe on the Tebow front, it's like, okay, I'm all in. Um, I didn't view it that way. I, I just view – I really don't feel like there's been – it's still – in my – it's trending toward him being a part of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, we said that all last week. Like, that's why we had discussions about the topic. It's trending toward – he worked out with the team. They did not say, no, it's not happening. When you don't say, no, it's not happening, that means it's a probably happening. And so, but hang on. Yesterday but, was yeah, it's happening. I got you, but let's be honest. Any time a player works out with with the team, doesn't matter what it was. Even when I worked out with the Seattle Seahawks, and they asked him, "Is Austin Lane going to come on the team?" They didn't go. Well, no, he's not coming on the team. The workout sucked. He's not coming on. No, sorry, he didn't look good. What are they going to say? They're going to say, "Yeah, we'll see what happens." Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see in the future. Yeah, like, but the, I, very I guess really the... does a team member say his workout was horrible? He didn't look good. We aren't going with him right now. Yeah, I, well. That's a that's a fair point. I would say the Tebow story, if you don't diffuse it, has you give it legs and you give it life, uh, and that's exactly how I interpreted it. Uh, you know, and you can poke around a little bit as well, and so that helps. But I would say this, Austin, we don't usually ask about guys that worked out like a month ago. Urban Meyer, I mean, uh, Tim Tebow worked out like more than a month ago. It was, wasn't like he worked out on Wednesday and the news came out on Thursday. You know what I mean? I mean, they had clearly enough time to figure out if they wanted them or not wanted them. They're going to move on or not or dismiss the story. Hey, yeah, it worked out, but probably not going in that direction or or just keep it open and, and fan the flames. And, well, here we are. So, uh, you know, I guess everybody interprets it different. I can tell you this. Our news <laughs> room interprets it the way you did, too. Uh, and so, and, and ESPN and NFL Network, man, did they, whoever dropped the news yesterday and said this is a good day to do it, this is this really my point. I love watching the news cycle, and they were smart as hell <laughs> because that's all that was talked about everywhere yesterday is Tim Tebow and the Jags. I mean, it's a smart move for from a Tebow marketing standpoint, from a Jags marketing standpoint, and now it's not surprising to hear you on national shows and the national narrative be like, I can't believe Tim Tebow's going to do this. He's buddies with her. All that stuff then takes place. Uh, we have more thoughts on Tim Tebow in just a bit. Let's get South Beach Gary, wrap up the London conversation uh, coming up right now in Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. What's up? I'm busting, guys. Only the NFL can make a schedule release into a, a t- t- TV uh, mega event. <laughs> it's so funny, guys. But uh, my question is uh, – is there just two NFL games in London, and how does the revenue situation work? I know, I know obviously, the, the team that gives up the home game uh, gets more money, but do you guys know how, how, how the revenue breaks down as, as the home team versus the visiting team in the uh, international games? Uh, thanks, South Beach, Gary. I am under the impression, and I think I'm right here. I've covered this game long enough, and I just want to kind of go back in my – really weak encyclopedia of my mind and and uh make sure i'm telling the truth but it's it's the jags dollars across the board i mean you're talking about sixty thousands. the math is simple 
you're talking about however many seats are in Wembley in the years past. Whatever they say, say it's like sixty thousand. Sixty, it's even more than that, right? Isn't it like ninety thousand or eighty thousand? Yeah, I think it's I like eighty thousand. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're in about eighty thousand seats at, on average, about one hundred eighty bucks a, a ticket. Mm-hmm. In Jacksonville, you're talking about sixty thousand seats, on average. I'm just throwing numbers out here, folks. Sixty-five bucks a ticket. Okay, that and and the Jags get that revenue. And so it's $100 more a ticket at at 80,000 tickets. And, and, again, my dollars are not absolutely correct. But the, the way the Jags worked out their deal, too, they had sponsorship ability over there even more than other teams. Now, the other team, what do they get out of it? Well, they might get more than I even know, but, of course, they get travel expenses and all that paid. So uh, that's part of the NFL initiative is it's, I don't think it's on the team to get themselves to London. It's part of the NFL that will pay for that part of it to London. Uh, I think I'm correct on that, or at least the broad basis of that. Uh, you know. But the Jags deal, at least early on, was different. It was They had a full-time salesperson over there, and I think they still do have salespeople over there, because they could market their team more year-round due to their commitment to London. But yes, the home team in the International Series, it's like a home game for them. And obviously the ticket is richer over there in London, therefore more money, therefore the revenue and local revenue that they talk about when they put on those presentations saying, hey, the London game's worth 15% of our local revenue. So there's dollars, and for Jacksonville, they think important dollars over there in London. Uh, One last thing I want to, about the London stuff. Are you surprised, Austin, about Urban Meyer? Uh, and, and do you think he had any kind of like, hey, I don't want to do this, um, any kind of reservations? I would think if, if when Urban Meyer was looking at this job and the pros and the cons of taking the job, it's Trevor Lawrence, it's all this money, it's, uh, uh, they've got a good core that I like, um, we can work with those guys, uh, we have a, a lot of draft picks, all those kind of conversations that would be normal for any coach. But I would say in the con department is, Oh, I don't think it's best for our athletes to go to London and play. If I'm all about our athlete, I don't like this idea, but I'm going to have to deal with that idea. Yeah, I just think that I'm sure Urban isn't the biggest fan of going to London, but he also understands the business aspect of it. And I'm sure conversations have taken part where if they do have a you know a year in year out a successful season, maybe then they stop going to London. Like I'm sure Urban Myers had those conversations with Shad Khan. Um, but you know, it just—it it is what it is. I think he knew that getting into the, the whole thing, and you know, he, he's got to be okay with it, and he's got to go forward with it, um, even though he may not agree with it 100%. Yeah, and, and so I guess in the big picture, Austin, this does kind of work against what he says a little, right? It's best for the player, best for the player, best for the player. I'm interested. I don't know if you're interested, but I'm interested to see how he handles the London side of this. Whether he just says, "Hey, we got to put our arms around it, rally around it." Uh, whether he kind of is like uh, maybe hopefully at least quietly says maybe we can get rid of this thing over the next couple of years. I don't know because I do think the players didn't mind it. Like I know they don't love it to travel, but I do think some of the players, especially the newness of it, a young football team, uh, in my experience going over there, I think I saw players like Cinderick Marks and, and you name it, enjoy the trip of Mercedes Lewis. I, I saw them enjoy the trip to London. I don't think players hate the trip to London, especially once they're there. I don't know if the coaches and everybody else love the idea of playing over there, though. 
I think being a one-off, maybe they do enjoy it. I think that if you're doing it year in and year out, maybe that can be mundane a little bit. I think you're bringing in veterans that have probably played in London before um, in free agency. Maybe they're over it. I think that you know the younger guys that just got drafted or the second-year guys, like they'll be excited for it. it. It all depends who we're talking about here. But but I think that if you're a, uh, a seasoned vet in this league and you played over there before, you know what it entails. You know it, it's the change of the sleep schedule. It's the traveling. Um, it, it can be hard on your body. I'm sure they'd rather just play at home, but I think it's also exciting for the the you know the new guys in the league to share an exciting experience. Yeah, and I think there is an element of that. You know, I really do. I, I think you know, I, I've seen. I, I believe uh, I want to say it was Trevor Lawrence who mentioned like, could London be good for Trevor Lawrence and his brand and marketing and and could you see that for other players too? Do you think it's benefited other players? to go play a game over there just a sample again not not organizationally i'm talking individually um i think i mean i think trevor lawrence is going to be a star regardless if he goes to london or not like i think if, if he performs like we think he's going to perform i mean his reach um his marketability if you will um it will transcend to london whether he's playing over there or not yeah uh i think so too I think so, too, but I, I, I just have this stuck in my mind, this global icon type of thing that Dabble Swinney referenced, and I'm like, well, okay, London, yeah, that makes some sense. He's already got, you know, some worldwide endorsement in terms of cryptocurrency, and I think his clothing manufacturer that he signed up with is, is really located in, like, Vancouver, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. So, um, I just... Uh, again, I, I think it's an interesting... The whole thing is, is wild, if you really break it down. The NFL wants to expand. Owners... Don't mind it because they see green. <laughs> Quite frankly, there's a lot of money over there. Like my my initial thing, I've always said about London ever since I went over there for the first time, and I said it's like money dripping off the walls in London. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's unbelievable how much money's over there. It, it feels like you can almost feel it. So that's the ownership. I think players are like what you just said, kind of like, hey, you know what? This is cool, different experience. Like if you're in college and you're Notre Dame and you're playing Boston College in Ireland, that's kind of cool. It's fun. Like it, it, It's a one-off thing, and it's fun. Uh, you might not even play your best, feel your best, but it's still a fun experience. I think some players look at it that way. And then I do think the coaches, knowing what's best and wanting to win so badly and also wanting every competitive advantage possible, I would say though that's the group, along with the fans, that are not the biggest and highest on London. But you also have to remember this, Austin. There is a segment of the fan base, especially other teams' fan bases, that kind of like that one-off deal of going to London, too, to say, hey, let's go travel with the family. Now, obviously, didn't have that last year, might not even have it this year. Uh, But I think many people, even in Jacksonville, have planned a trip to say, hey, let's go watch the Jags over in London and, and watch them at Wembley Stadium. It's a unique experience. So not all fans are on the downside of, of playing the international series, whether it's Jacksonville or other places. No, I mean, you know, if, if some fans have the luxury of, you know, getting to take some time off and, you know, spending the dough, I mean, absolutely. Like, the, the, there's that part of that fan base that loves to go to London and, and follow their team. I'm sure it's a, a very cool experience. To, to me, it's just about you got to somehow have that bridge between Jaguars fans and London fans, I guess, because, and I think there is a bridge there. But let's be honest, like, you're a Jaguars fan because you want to see wins and losses. You're not a Jaguars fan because you want to see this team make as much money as possible. Now, there's some to that because if they don't make enough money, then well, guess what? They probably pack up and leave town. Now, yeah, that, yeah. That's not going to happen, but that's the way business goes, right? But like, I don't think Jaguars fans necessarily care about you know the teams going to London. Just like 
the Falcons fans could probably care less about the Falcons fans in London. And this is kind of the point I was alluding to uh, in our first segment here, where it's like, you, you got to grow the brand. Okay, I get it. This is a, a, a cash-making machine in the NFL. But you got to be careful how greedy you get, and you got to be careful that you don't abandon your domestic fans already that are here, that are established, that are essentially, a.k.a. the diehard fans, and you don't lose some of that you know, popularity because you go to London every single year with other teams. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, hey, I want to talk uh, more Tim Tebow in a bit. Coming up next, though, did you see this story out of Oakland and Major League Baseball relocation? Yeah. Ja- Jacksonville baseball fans are having some fun. Hey, don't plan on it. Jacksonville and a Major League Baseball team? I doubt it. Okay, but right, let's entertain it for fun. Give you the latest on Oakland potential relocation and where's the leverage in all of this for a new stadium deal. That's a big story out of Major League Baseball today. We hit some Tim Tebow topics and the schedule along the way here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. What in the world was that? That was, that's a hard one to hear. Uh, I didn't even hear <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. I was. I tried to edit <laughs> as much as I could to make it. It's a. It's a do, city. Do, do you play it, it again? It's a city council meeting, so not very easy. He said, "We're losing. We're losing the Warriors." We're losing the Raiders. Okay. You best not be losing the A's. Yeah, and that's obviously out of Oakland. What you said, city council meeting. But so do you know who story. it was? <sighs> who would it be? Who lives in... Is it a... Retired football player. Oh, I was going to say E40. I think... No, I'm pretty sure he's still retired. Uh. So retired... You think he's still retired? Well, that... you never know what he... He moves... He bounces around. So he's not super old. So not like Jerry. No, no, Rice. no, no, no. He's got a lot of commercials too. It's not uh, Brett Favre, so, so is it? Commercials. No, not Brett Favre. Okay, uh, I'm like, what are you? We... Skittles. Uh, oh, Jerry Rice. No, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Ah. Thank you for Skittles. Isn't that crazy? You say oh, Skittles, time. I say Marshawn Lynch. There you go, man. So. <laughs> I wish my name was synonymous with Skittles. Right. <laughs> Dude's doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> Uh, right now I'm synonymous with rain. It's raining here in Winter Springs. What's the chances we come all the way down, we get here early, do the radio show, and uh, Kaylee and Creekside softball's game gets rained out, and we have to go right back home and then come back down tomorrow? Well, I was going to say, I mean, it looks like there's rain, so it's probably going to be canceled, huh? Well, it, the, it's not bad right now. There are so, There's like an hour, really, hour and a half of bad storms. So it just all depends on the field, you know. If they anticipate it and they can take care of the field, but yeah. I mean the the softball. If they really thought the field was bad or they looked at the radar, I mean you you knew that we were going to get about an hour and a half of storms. Um, I don't know why they would have told them to even come down. And like the softball team is about a half hour away from here right now, so mm-hmm. they uh, they either made the call too late or now I think they're down here. I mean, the game might not start till ten o'clock at night, but. <laughs> I say get it in. I don't care for playing at two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and by the way, I really don't care for playing until two in the morning because I don't want last week's situation again. I don't want both kids playing on the same day again. That's what happened last Friday, and Ty's playing tomorrow. So if they have to push it to tomorrow, here we go again. Man, hopefully I'm so it all selfish. works out. I understand, but. Uh, you, you you'll understand someday, folks. That's what I tell you. Uh, anyway, hey, Major League Baseball, Oakland. 
Oakland's really had a tough go of it, huh? I, I mean, he, they're not wrong in, in that sense of uh, the Warriors way back, the Raiders, yeah. uh, of course, now to Vegas. And a lot of it does stem around the base, uh, around the facility. I mean, the, fil- the facility's awful. Like, we know that. We've all talked about it. It's, it's widely known as awful. So... A new stadium, um, whatever. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with the whole government and taxpayer deal of that and how it all went down. If it was a fair deal for the taxpayers, if it was ridiculous, I, I, I'm not aware of all of it. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is they're losing their teams, okay? Yeah. Because they don't have a new stadium. That's the way it works in pro sports. You have to have a good facility, and their facility is flat out like disgustingly bad, and we all know that. And so they haven't done the proper things over the years to remedy this problem. They lose the Raiders. And could they lose the A's? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of talk like on my timeline and people asking on social media, hey, would they come to Jacksonville? I love the idea of that. I love the entertainment value of even thinking about it. It's never happening in Jacksonville, folks. It's never happening. Mm-hmm. Major League, there, there's two distinct reasons, in my opinion. And you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, Austin. But one... As fast as Jacksonville is growing, which it is, it's, it's growing rapidly, and it will continue to grow, in my opinion. I think it will attract more businesses, and while we might only have a few or a couple of Fortune 500 businesses right now, we might have a lot more 10 years down the road, and maybe that's sufficient. But I still don't know if it will be sufficient enough to get 81 home games and the dollars involved and the sponsorship involved to support a Major League Baseball team. So that's number one. And number two, let's be honest. If I'm on the board for Major League Baseball, I'm looking at baseball in Florida, even though it's unbelievable at the youth levels and collegiate levels, and I'm looking at Miami, and I'm looking at Tampa. And neither one of those places scream out, hell yeah, man, those fans are going to come. No, for sure. (laughs) So how in the world would you think another Florida city would work with Major League Baseball? It'll never happen. I love the idea of it. Listen, I'm a huge baseball guy. You you sign me up for that tomorrow. I'd love it. But it ain't happening. And uh, this is the highest Jacksonville's going to get, the AAA level with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. And uh, there'll never be a Major League Baseball team here, in my opinion. No, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. It doesn't make sense from... Of a money making per se it doesn't make sense from attendance. It's just it's already saturated enough as it is. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if if Oakland want to be hip to the game and they they were actually looking to move, they'd go to Las Vegas. Yeah, there's places to go. I, I'm, not, I'm not as familiar with where to go in Major League Baseball. Like San Antonio is always a hot destination for places to be rumored to go. Right? They only have the NBA, uh, and so. Could you put a hockey team there? Could you put an NFL team there? Could you put a Major League Baseball team there? San Antonio's a, a, a hot city, a growing city. There are others probably to choose from. Uh, but yeah, I, like I, I said, think, Las Vegas. Well, yeah, Vegas too. I, I don't know if they want to continue to <laughs> just uproot every Oakland team and move them to Vegas. But hey, it's well, right down the road. Listen, it's an easy Mayflower trip. Yeah, I mean, we're not sure how it's going to work for the, for the Raiders yet. We can assume that it's going to be great. It's working fantastic yeah. for for the Knights and the NHL. Why yeah. wouldn't it work for Major League Baseball? I'll, I'll say this a lot. I, we don't have to belabor this. We're up against it anyway, so it's an easy, quick thing. If there is ever another professional team here in Jacksonville, it will be the NHL. Because if you really do look at what Tampa has proven, and now what even Jacksonville with the Iceman and the ECHL has proven, is that people will watch hockey. And the other thing is, it doesn't matter if it's in the South. Some of the hot markets in minor league hockey and in professional hockey are down in the South. Now, I kind of eliminate Florida a little bit, although I think the Panthers are pretty good this year, uh, or or had been. Are they? 
They okay? Um, that I'm not, I don't. Most irrelevant franchise in sports. Actually, no. The, the Florida Panthers are doing good. Tampa Bay is doing good. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. both doing pretty. They good. did just win but, against the Lightning last night. Yeah. yeah. So, so the Lightning are a fantastic blueprint for what Jacksonville could become. Again, some 15, 20 years down the road, if an NHL wanted to expand or move, like they could be a possibility, especially based on what. Bob Arablo and Eddie Kaufman and the Icemen are doing here with attendance. I mean, they've done a nice job. So it's it could happen down the road. If there's ever a professional franchise, that's the one. And I'm going to give you another reason why. You don't have to build much of a facility for it. The Veterans Memorial Arena is already here. 17,000, 18,000 to get into uh, an NHL game is what you need. You don't need 60. You don't need 40. So yeah. it could happen. I think that the next professional team that's going to be in Jacksonville is going to be a WNBA team. Oh, WNBA. Very yes. good. Very I don't, good. I don't think they, they don't even have a Florida team, do they? Atlanta? Uh, no, no, I don't think they do. So there you go. That's interesting. Now, you can't, like, NBA is too close, so I kind of rule them out, right, with Orlando. There's even rules against it. No, for uh, sure. I just think with the fact that people seem to be investing in it, you know, athletes and, you know, you know, pretty successful investors. Yeah, yeah good uh, point. If they're going to invest in the league, the league's going to expand. Maybe be in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so, anyway, sorry, Major League Baseball fans. Don't plan on a Jacksonville team in the MLB. Not going to happen. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. A question that we did not ask about Tim Tebow and also some talk about the NFL schedule to be released tomorrow. It's next on ESPN 690.